my, my aunt, you're not gonna like my answer. Oh, I mean, I, I, that's a, that's an assumption I always make, there, brother. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Keep your stickers where I can see them. This is a stick-up. It looks like the new Trickster Pokemon got one over everyone after all. Spooky season has come to a close, but what treats await us in November? All hail the new Ultra Beast, Lord Guz. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 213. It's November 1st, a Tuesday early after mid-afternoon, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I want to say at this point in time of the day, it's kind of nondescript. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm your host. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. I'm alive. It's been a long time. So it has been. It has been. Yeah, we made a little announcement in our server. And then I realized a little bit later down the line that I did not put it on Twitter or any public facing sort of avenue. So if you're like, wow, why did we miss a week? Well, it's because we ended up taking a week because I was in New York for a lot of the time. I believe that the PvP corner duo also had to get somebody to re-record and then fish and nobody else was going to be able to basically have time to edit everything together while I was gone in time to have it out before we were going to record today. So we decided to skip 2.13 last week and here it is now in all of its glory. And I have to say, I'm actually kind of happy that we waited a week because the things that have sort of happened in the past like week and a half since we sort of last had an episode outright. A lot of things have have (laughs) happened to fruition. They would have been mid-happening at the time we would have recorded last time or just about to happen. So I think this might have been for the best. But anyway, welcome back to GoCast. Uh, We'll have a full featured episode for you. But before we get started, a shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and making it possible. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the show. All right, Mr. Kyle, two weeks ago, we set some goals, and this was, I think, staring down the barrel of the Halloween event proper, right? And part two was kind of in our purview. We knew what we were getting ourselves into, right? Yeah, and in hindsight, my my goals aren't so great. (laughs) So this would be good. It would be fine. Yeah, we were trying to keep them a little bit more doable because we had just had, I think it was a, a rather... Uh, fantastic failure of a week. Maybe it was just me. And then we ended up having some extra time anyway. So Yahoo. So here are the goals. We we didn't have like the details for part two at the time, I think. So not completely. No. uh, Very sure what was to expect it. What exactly we needed to expect. Absolutely. But we did set some goals. So Mr. Kyle, what you had set for yourself was to finish all of the Halloween research. This included the free, the $1 and the $5 research. I did. I did all three of them. Excellent. And yeah. how about a shiny Giratina? So funny thing. Uh-oh. It sounds like a no to me. I didn't get a shiny Giratina. I did get a shiny Giratina O. Okay. Does, does that count? <laughs> I, I like, don't think so. because I feel like that should count. You think it should count? Uh, given, the, given the additional, I suppose, time. Because that would have been the the boss you would have rated anyway, right? 
I mean, yes. I mean, that's okay, the boss fine. I wanted to raid in the first place. Fine. I'll give it to you. I feel like it should count. It's two out of two, also known as one. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Congratulations, Kyle. 100%. For myself, I also wanted to finish all Halloween research. I did indeed do that. One million experience. I did do that. And hatch a shiny Noibat. I'm happy to say that I did not hatch one shiny Noibat. I hatched two shiny Noibats. So three for three myself. Please uh, address all of your hate mail to mail at gocastpodcast.com. <laughs> and now just to multiply the hate mail, Chris, would you like to tell everybody about how many eggs you hatched since it was yeah. in X? Yeah, I think I hatched about 50, somewhere between like, I, th I think I, didn't I estimate the other night, 55 to 60 or 70, something like that? I, you're like 50 to 70, I think is what yeah, you Yeah, I think it's somewhere in there. It's definitely somewhere in there. I would probably say 60, mid 60s, if I had to guess. I haven't done the math yet. I do have a picture of my uh, breeder medal before I left for New York. And, uh, you know, I can check it now that it's since been back. But I have another question for you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Given that we've had some time and this has been such a fun, fun event for both of us, besides my shiny Noibat, what other sort of shinies have we gotten? And of course, you've gotten your Giratino. Both my shinies I got last time we recorded. <laughs> I had a, a shiny Ghastly and then the shiny Yamask while we recorded two episodes ago. So nice. Well, two weeks Nicely ago. Done. Yeah, I, I, since the Yamask that I got, I think the last time we recorded, I caught a, a, a green Burmy, right? An Absol, a Voltorb. A Murkrow, a Pichu, a Pumpkaboo, and a Giratina. What? And two Shiny Noibat. And what? two Shiny Noibat, yeah. yeah. That's like 11 Shinies in 10 days. It's like nine. The Pichu was hatched. The Murkrow was wild. The Pumpkaboo was wild, obviously. And it's got the costume. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. What a good Shiny Pumpkaboo. Yeah, I don't think Shiny not costume is possible yet. No, I don't no. believe so either. So very excited. Very excited. Speaking of Good costumes, forward. we also have the spotlight hour coming up in a little bit here with the Dusk also. Looking forward to that. Shiny vibes for us because it's already going to be done for everybody else. That's right. Exactly. Hope y'all were lucky. Uh, but speaking of things happening in the game, why don't we get started uh, with the rest of the show by hopping into the news? Yo, what up? It's the news. First and foremost, we're going to be talking about a feature update that's going to be happening to the sticker feature. Ooh, some people are excited. Uh, I have to admit, you know, as much as uh, the, the amount of bluster that Kyle and I have had about stickers not being a big deal, I think I've kind of come around to them a little bit. There are some stickers that really, really steal my heart with some events, and that is happening with better frequency now. So their team is getting on it. I think they're starting to really zero in on what people like. So I think that's good. Kyle, what is your current opinion of stickers? Do you like them? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Do you use them? It's a, it's a neutral. I, I mean, I like stickers. They're very cute. Uh, they're very well designed for the most part. But I don't care about them. Okay. I don't interact that much with the gift system. And when I do... The stickers are just like a little bit extra. That doesn't mean a, a whole lot. Hey, well, as somebody who lives uh, by the mantra of a little bit extra every day of their life, I can say that stickers are worming away into my heart. <laughs> I think this is going to sound a little weird, but if the stickers had a little more personality, like individually, I'd be more for it. But ever since we lost like the buy 
from Bulbasaur, for example. I know. Or the, you know, the thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pikachu, that kind of stuff. I think we still have that. Yeah, but that's that's like the first batch of stickers that we got. The stickers are cute. They're fun images. But like, what does this mean when I send this to somebody? It meant that I wanted to go through the effort of adding a sticker to it. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of the stickers, the images are lacking in that personality when that's their only use. I think the trick to the sticker is having some sort of relationship between the image or the stop, right, itself, the image of the stop, and the sticker, right? Well, or or the person that you have a relationship with. But when you have so many friends, you know, you can't have that kind of relationship with everybody. Says you. Know? you. Well, no. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable assessment yeah <laughs> but anyway let's talk about this this feature update okay trainers we're excited to announce that pokemon go's sticker feature is getting an update with this update trainers will be able to navigate their sticker collection easier than ever before stickers will be grouped by category helping you quickly find exactly the right sticker to attach to each gift we hope that this feature makes navigating and sending stickers easier and more enjoyable and that it leads to even more fun gifts and shared memories there are several new ways that trainers will be able to navigate their sticker collection. When sending a gift attached with a postcard, you'll be able to tap Add Sticker to pull up the new sticker view. Stickers will be grouped into different categories, featured recent messages, Pokemon characters, and miscellaneous. Me thinks that miscellaneous grouping might be a little broad. You're <laughs> probably going to catch a lot of these. Because, like, what does messages mean? What Can you, can you think of an example of what that might be? Well, I mean, I imagine the, the Pikachu that says thank you. Be oh yeah but. it might have some sort of like like words on it or something mm -hmm. i okay. can't think of any other ones off the top of my head but i'm sure they're there yeah that's fair enough swiping up on the sticker sheet will show additional stickers in your collection trainers will be able to navigate through their collection by scrolling up and down similar to navigating the pokemon storage screen tapping on any of the listed categories will take you to those stickers for example, the messages tab will show the stickers that have text on them. Oh, there you go. The answer was in the blog post. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'm not going to edit that out because it's just too good. <laughs> Some categories like the Pokemon tab have subsections that allow you to further sort your stickers. Check out the screens below to see how you will be able to sort your Pokemon stickers by region. Now, of course, they're referencing some images that are in the blog post. And of course, this is an audio based podcast, so that's not going to be uh, any good for you there. But it's a couple of screenshots showing you like the menu options and, and basically what they're describing there. Uh, and if you'd like to see them, of course, as always, the links to any of the blog posts that we reference or read in the news section will be in our show notes. So please feel free to check it out there. And this this is not live yet, right? This is not live yet, to my knowledge, at least. You know, like <laughs> that being said, I think overall this is just a nice quality of life update. It would be really cool if there was a sticker decks that once you've gotten a sticker for an event, you can go back and just see a representation of it somewhere. Like for me, that's how stickers would be interesting, right? I think to Kyle as well, because we're both kind of collection completionists. And as the art is getting better, my desire for that part of the feature or a feature like that gross <laughs> yeah i definitely agree look we had a curry decks we're gonna have a sandwich decks we should have a sticker decks in go that's true honey baked lechonk let's go <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, there you go. Sticker feature update. I'm sure there are several people that are ecstatic. Uh, again, very obviously quality of life update. Although I think this one might be a little bit more for others uh, than for the other trainers. Right. That is one thought. In any other game that I played, this is the kind of change that would have just got rolled out and not gotten an announcement. Because it doesn't need one. I agree. It's I I don't know. It's just exclusively positive. But like, why why did this have its own announcement? I feel like the optics of having something come out and on the blog is important, even if it's not an important thing for all trainers. It's showing that they are actively doing things. I feel like it should have been bundled with something else in terms of announcements. Put it with the yeah. the November update, which we didn't actually even get because it's an image, but we'll get there in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there in a second. Actually, we have one more news item between then and there, though, and I think that's more than enough for the sticker feature update. There's not a lot to yeah. explore in that. Um, so there you go. Hope you folks enjoy. Next up is, well, this is kind of in the past now, I suppose. It's So I guess it's not news per se, uh, but it is worth discussing. It is Zorua and Zorark have revealed themselves in Pokemon Go. Are we seeing double? Has your buddy Pokemon multiplied? No, it's just one of Zorua's tricks. That's right. Zorua is now appearing worldwide in Pokemon Go. Zorua, the tricky fox Pokemon, and Zorark, the illusion fox Pokemon, will make their Pokemon Go debuts. Zorua will appear in the wild, but will you be able to see through its illusions? Ooh. So this Pokemon is like a cuter Ditto. I mean, actually, that's not fair. I don't want to compare the two because Ditto is cute in its own category. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Mechanically. Me- mechanically, they are they are similar except that Zorua actually has personality and use outside of it transforming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this was an interesting Pokemon debut <laughs> to say the least. Now I, I do want to yeah. say out front, right? First of all, bonus points to Niantic for wanting to make this an interesting event. I'm going to lay out really quickly and Kyle, please feel free to jump in and correct me because I'm sure I'll get some of this wrong. I'm going to lay out what was supposed to happen for this debut. For the Chuppet Spotlight Hour last Tuesday, the first, was it five or ten minutes? Five minutes? In the last five minutes, the Pokemon that were spawning would resemble your buddy, no matter what was accompanying you. Didn't actually have to be out on the field or anything like that. For me, I had my Nihilego that I'm walking. So Nihilego would have popped up in the first few regions where the game was rolling through in the time zones. It, it happened. The first five minutes did happen. The last five minutes did not happen. Right. And then the other issues started to sort of roll in. Now, I know where I'm coming from, from my perspective, because I'm glued to Pokemon Go news almost 24-7. Kyle, I'm interested to hear what are the issues that you heard? The primary one that I heard was that they couldn't be caught. When when encountered in the first five minutes, they just ran away. Yep. I, I know of a bunch of other issues that have happened since, but for the spotlight hour, that was the issue that I saw. That was the spotlight hour, yes. So beyond that, though, now it's become a greater Zorua problem. Let's talk about that. <laughs> it was supposed Zorua to roll out as that, and then throughout the rest of the event, your buddy Pokemon was supposed to show up, and you could also have caught it in part two throughout the rest of the event, right? 
So just so you know, that's the thing. But other problems included. It was being caught with less HP, first off, yep. which is a very minor issue. Who cares? But funny. And the big one was if it was caught with a Go Plus, it didn't change back into Zerua, which means if you had a Mew, a Celebi, Jirachi, Shiny Mewtwo, didn't matter. That's what was caught. Yep. At the CP of the Zerua. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this was obviously a problem, right? If you're going to be able to catch Mews, Shiny Mewtwo's or anything like that with the, uh, you know, <laughs> spawn rate that Zerua was happening or having at that time, which was rather high, uh, you know, it's a problem. It's a problem for balance, it's a problem for all sorts of things. So Niantic disabled Go Plus and uh, the Ball Plus and any sort of Bluetooth connecting device with Pokemon mm-hmm. Go uh, mm-hmm. until they could fix this issue. So that was disabled for a few days and it has been ena- uh, re-enabled as of yesterday, but I believe it was a full 48 hours, something like that, without Plus, or maybe it was 36 hours, something like that, without Plus. I think, uh, I think it was two days. Two days, yeah, without any sort of Pokemon Go Plus connectivity being a thing. Now, I was in New York, so it was kind of a bummer for me because I wasn't able to spin things while also focusing on what I was doing in person, but hey, whatever. The The problem here isn't that the, well, <laughs> and actually, Kyle, I'm going to let you go first. What is your opinion on this whole situation? How do you feel about this? I should also wrap it up. Zerua is now out completely. Yeah. The pluses are connecting again. There's no problem anymore that I'm well, aware of. I don't know how the timeline shook out, but Zerua is not spawning anymore. As right. of oh, the event's over. As of the event being over, there are no wild reported spawns of Zerua that I have seen. Okay. So like Pumpkaboo, it, it's going to look like it's locked to Halloween. But I, I think Chris and I talked about this a lot while it was happening because we weren't recording. And the big takeaway for me is just how does it, how does it break so badly all the time? Like, just it's just turning on a Pokemon. I don't. I don't know. I. That's the problem that is so worrying for me, is that when adding one feature can break a lot of other things. And it's just I, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's just very upsetting and kind of sad from a player perspective. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's it's incredibly disappointing. Like the idea was so cool. And I think that's the part that's really disappointing mm-hmm. and that it caused not just one issue, but two issues and then like three and then four. And it kind of like created a bunch of other problems thereafter. Like, for example, if you were able to take advantage of the duplication uh, error, right, that led to the Bluetooth devices being turned off for 48 hours those Pokemon are going to be retroactively switched back. Yes. They made that post. So there's that. Now I did see some people saying, well, if you move it to home yeah, quick enough, maybe right. they won't catch it. I have no idea how that's going to work, but I'm assuming that they would probably be safe there, but I'm, I'm sure knows? they will be. Who knows how they'll show up. Wouldn't it be wild if they turn into Zerua or something? No, I mean, they, they definitely won't. They're, so they're mew safely in those boxes. And like, who cares? Because people cheat and duplicate Pokemon all over the place and wonder yeah. trading in sword and shield. So whatever. That's true. That's true. But you know, just a fun conversation topic for that. 
I think it is just sort of disappointing that I understand that this Pokemon was a little bit different, right? That it had this unique uh, interaction where it duplicates and it looks like your your buddy Pokemon. But the sort of issues that were popping up, like it not transforming with the Bluetooth uh, devices and, you know, everything else with the HP and stuff like that. I just don't understand how that could be the case. Because these aren't issues that are only with this Pokemon. We've seen issues like this before. When we were getting, what was the the, the CP rebalance, They we, a bunch of Blissies had like half HP or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it appears the HP problem was because it was tied to how fed your buddy was. So if your buddy was at like a third of its meter left for its time, does the Rua was at th- a third health? Look, I'm not a game dev, but why are those interacting? I don't understand. I don't know. I think the thing for me was that it's such a good idea. It was fantastic. Clicking and seeing a, a shiny Gengar on the map, even though I know it's not a shiny Gengar, clicking it, seeing the sparkles and then catching it, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And we know the Pokemon company loves Halloween. It's a It's a big deal. We've talked about that in the past, which means... This was in the works for a long time. Like, I- I'm sure they were talking about this in, like, February. Yeah, I'm sure. A- and how can we not have tested anything? Like, how- I mean, I'm sure something was tested somewhere because <laughs> yeah. they have some kind of testing capabilities. doesn't look like it, but I'm sure they do. So it's just really impressive that it can break so spectacularly. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't want to lose sight of the positives that this is a cool idea that Pokemon's really neat. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure we all had a successful interaction with the Pokemon that was, you know, as intended, right? But it does beg the question because in the past when they've used excuses for or reasons for things rather not working, they're like, it doesn't work at scale like we intended. But this is an individual experience. So I, I don't know... How much testing it went through? I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm just surprised and a little disappointed by it. But happy to have Zerua, that's for sure. Don't get me well, wrong. <laughs> whatever's in your inventory. Right. At least. Yep. Mate, what if they what if they convert all the others and then all the people that caught Zerua, they they changed to what your buddy was. <laughs> I'm going to have so many Nihilego. Let's go. Oh my god. You can have <laughs> as many Nihilego as you want shortly. That's very true. And wow, what a great transition into our last piece of news here, which is the November content update. And once again, we are without a proper blog post. I think this is the end of an era for content updates. And that's quite all right. We have this nice infographic that they put together and we will be reading from that. That infographic will, of course, be linked as well in the show notes. So feel free to go check that out. So November, obviously it's running from, well, you know, the beginning of the month, the end of the month. It's November. (laughs) All right. So in five-star raids from October 27th through November 8th, you're going to continue to see Giratine O. Now, November 8th through November 23rd, we're going to be seeing an Ultra Beast introducing Pokemon Go debut, Guzzlord. Very exciting. Uh, This is a fan favorite Ultra Beast, uh, but I will leave the question of, does it shake out uh, to a later section? That's for sure. But after Guzzlord decides to leave raids, we will see Nihilego from November 23rd through December 1st. 
before we start seeing the December raids instead. In Mega Raids, we will continue to see Mega Bennett through November 8th, and then starting on November 8th until November 23rd will be Mega Gyarados again. Interesting decision, considering we just had a Mega Gyarados raid day. Not mm-hmm. sure why we're going to get it for two weeks. Doesn't feel too hot, but I guess it does sort of work with the rest of the Pokemon that we're going to be seeing. Not entirely sure. November 23rd through December 1st is Mega Houndoom, another dark featured Mega type. I don't think we've seen Houndoom in a hot minute. So if you are new to the Mega game, this is a good opportunity to grab it. Now, as far as events are concerned throughout the event, the Dia de Muertos event is actually happening today through tomorrow. Uh, this will be over by the time you hear this episode. Uh, so I hope that you got a chance to use the spotlight hour for the Duskowas um, Pesuchil crowns uh, or, uh, you know, caught a few in the wild. They're out. They're about. It's great. November 5th is going to be November Community Day Classic from 2 to 5 p.m. Again, Dratini, Stardust bonus. Get out there. Pink noodles for days. November 9th through the 17th is a Greedy Gluttons event. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time. Weird that they have a time on that, even though it's running for multiple days. Oh, it must be from 10 a.m. November 9th through 8 p.m. November 17th. Interesting way, oh, to, that's... Interesting way to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, this probably has actually, it absolutely has to do with Guzzlord. Uh-huh. And we'll learn more about that and Guzzlord later on. November 14th through November 17th is a Team Go Rocket takeover. This is important. If you have Shadow Pokemon and you would like to get rid of frustration, this is the opportunity that you have to TM them. During Rocket takeovers, we've always had the chance. So take advantage, please. (laughs) I don't want your emails in like a month. Where's the next Rocket takeover? This is the one. On November 12th, it will be November Community Day from 2 to 5 p.m. local time. It's going to be... Who's it going to be again? For for what? Community Day. Community Day? Uh, oh, wait, uh, Teddy Ursa. That's right. It's going to be Teddy Ursa, the Ursa Luna stuff. We talked about that last week. Uh, it'll be fun. I do want to point out, like we talked about it last time. I don't know if anybody has said anything to us. You can't see the moon in game. At least I've been able to see it the last two weeks, and it Ooh. looks great. Ooh, okay. okay. So good enough. I don't know if it's always been there, and I'm just completely blind, or if it's relatively recent. I don't know, but I can see it now. <laughs> Does it match the phases? Uh, I don't think so. The couple of times I've seen it, it was a full moon. Interesting. Okay. On November 13th, there's going to be another round of Elite Raids, so keep an eye out for those. November 23rd through the 28th, we'll have a astral eclipse event from 10 a.m on november 23rd through 8 p.m on november 28th local time not sure what to expect from that but it should be relatively interesting naya lego is going to be rotating into raids at that time so not sure how that ties in because it's not what i would have expected we're probably going to be seeing a continuation of the cosmog research i would assume yeah that'll be about the time that We'll need more of that. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. And then lastly, November 27th, there's a question mark, question mark, question mark event from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. No idea what to expect there. So who knows? There's going to be a live event, the Safari Zone in Singapore. That's November 18th through the 20th. If you have tickets, great. If not, neither do we. 
uh, high five, fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> Raid hours from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time on Wednesdays. November 2nd will be Giratine O, November 9th, Guzzlord, November 16th, Guzzlord, and the 23rd and 30th will both be Nylego. Spotlight hours, infinitely more interesting. We will be having 6 to 7 p.m. local time every Tuesday evening. November 1st, tonight, Duskull wearing a Simpa Suchil crown with two times Stardust for catching. On the 8th is Croagunk, two times Experience for catching. On the 15th is Porygon, two times Catch Candy. On the 22nd, you'll be seeing a lot of Petalil. On two times Candy for transferring, on November 29th, lastly, you'll be seeing the boy himself, Hoot Hoot, two times XP for evolving Pokemon. And lastly, the last thing for November is, of course, the research breakthrough. Wow. This month, for completing seven research tasks, you know, getting stamp, doing at least one a day, you can you can get a star piece and a star me. <laughs> that star me, mind you, cannot be shiny. Can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nay, nay. Now, Starmie is increased Stardust, and it's neat that they paired it with a star piece to keep it thematic. But beyond that, I know I had the choice today to wait until Starmie or to get another shot at Shiny Shedinja. And I'll tell you what, I went for another Shedinja roll. Of course. Of right? course. Yeah. So while Starmie's not a bad choice, it is. It's a choice. It's yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Definitely is a choice. It's, it's a what choice. Uh, Starmie's 950 Stardust for those who care about figuring all that stuff out. That's about it. I love Starmie. Starmie is a, a big favorite of mine, but it can't be shiny. And Staryu's not a super rare Pokemon, but it's sort of rare now that it gives more Stardust. It is sort of rare. I'm wondering how common they are by people that are by water more often than we are. Like, if you live on a beach, I wonder how often you see them. Yeah. Hmm. Might need to move for the Stardust. Do it for the Stardust. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for some things, but uh, the Stardust would not be the primary one about moving near the water. Okay, fair enough. Now, Mr. Kyle, overall, November, thoughts, any highlights? What are you seeing here? I, I love Guzzlord. I'm, I'm a fan of Guzzlord. We'll talk more in a second, but it can't be shiny, so... Not going to do a ton of them. And that, that's kind of about it. I don't think I have a Mega Houndoom, so I'm glad that that's back. Mega Houndoom! That's it. We have two community days. I'm not excited for one of them. And then the Elite Raid is on Sunday again. Instead of, I don't know, I thought maybe they'd alternate it and put this one on Saturday. but No, they couldn't because of community day that weekend. Then don't do it the same week as Community Day. Yeah, you know what? That I goes don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it had to be that weekend. They didn't have any other room in the calendar. Actually, they kind of did, didn't they? Huh? Yes, yeah, it could have been the next weekend. They well, could have done it the next. Yeah, weekend. It could have been the twentieth. Yeah, it really could have been. You should write them a letter, Kyle. Yeah, you should write them a letter. Yeah. I'll give How do you feel about? I've I've got a question for you. Okay. Two things. How do you feel about Mega Gyarados coming back? And how do you feel about Nihilego coming back in both of their, you know, settings? So 
Nia Lego is not that surprising because we didn't have Nia Lego raid weeks. Like they did, they did the raid weeks for Buzzwool, Zerkatry, Cartana, uh, Hermosa because they were featured, but they only had the one day for Nia Lego at the time. Unless I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure that's how this summer played out. It's been a wild six months. Yeah, and then when it wait, you mean for um, for GoFest? The well, hour I mean afterwards, like they did the oh. raid week, like they did the week of Buzzwool and then the week of Feromosa, week of Zerkatry for the Ultra Unlock. Yeah, and yeah. then during and during GoFest as well, the the fourth time period, which is supposed to be like Nia Lego themed, definitely like had. Uh, yeah, no, it had all funny. of them. It had all of them. It wasn't just Nia Lego. So. so this will be the first time it's just been Nia Lego and five-star raids. So yeah. that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't care. Mega Gyarados doesn't surprise me. They've had a very bad cycle of Mega raids just in general. So seeing something come back so quickly doesn't... I, I expect that at this point. Yeah, I saw a lot of people being like, why are we bringing back Nia Lego? Uh, we just saw it. You know, there's going to be new events. There's a question mark, question mark, question mark. Why isn't it something new? You know, stuff like that. So I wanted to hear what you had to say. I'm not I'm not upset about it because I need to grind for the XL candy for my hundo, right? But all the same, I don't see what all the hate is. <laughs> now, Mega Gyarados coming back, I understand raising an eyebrow, right? There are so many other Megas and there are several Megas that we haven't seen in a while that could have been placed in that slot that would have you know, made just as much sense. So it's an interesting choice. I don't disagree. Not even a little bit. I only raise the fact that we've seen Charizard like nine times since release. Yeah. And we've seen all three starters like four or five times each. Like it just, it they do not try and spread out the megas. Even if they did like a fixed rotation, it would be better in some cases. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's not that surprising. We still have like 35 megas to release or something like that. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I was just checking the metal the other day. There's a lot to go. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for November. You know, we'll definitely be coming back and talking about a couple of these events uh, coming up here. And of course, we'll be setting our goals around the community days. We have two this month to be excited about. So. Looking forward to the Greedy Gluttons event, the Astral Eclipse event, and the triple question mark. We'll see what that is. But that's the end of the news section, which means, Mr. Kyle, I'm going to hand you the baton. Would you please be so kind as to gear us up? So this week on Gear Up, I'm going to keep it real brief because this Pokemon is going to span two sections. But talking about Guzzlord, Dark Dragon type, which is... Not the first time you've had that typing, but you know, it's got stiff competition. Let's just say it doesn't have any moves in the game at the moment. Nobody knows what it could potentially have, but I went and looked at its moveset in Gen 8 and picked ones that would at least make sense. That's never what actually happens, but we'll go with it (laughs) for fast moves. It could learn bite. Dragon Tail and Snarl. And for charge moves, it can learn Outrage, Crunch, and Dark Pulse. <clears throat> in terms of a dragon type, with Dragon Tail Outrage, which is a very common dragon moveset, it's not good. It's bad. 
unfortunately. It's comparable to Alolan Executor. So everyone loves a tall boy, but compared to a giant Cthulhu pumpkin, I don't know. I want it to be more useful. Because also as a dark type, Snarl and Dark Pulse, still bad. It's comparable to Absol. Just for just to show how bad that is. What about Bite Crunch though? No, it's worse. Bite Crunch is worse. Really? Because Bite Crunch is what we run on our dark type Tyranitars. But Tyranitar can't learn Snarl or Dark Pulse. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's not like a it's not like significantly worse, but it's it's enough that I wasn't looking farther down the list. I was already on like page four just to get Guzzlord to show up. <laughs> okay. Oh, poor Guzzlord. Oh, yeah. And as to why he's bad, we'll talk at the end of Pokalore because we can talk about the stats there. But I love Guzzlord. It just does not translate into Go. I'm pretty sure it will not translate into PvP either. But I didn't actually go and take a look for that. Maybe. I mean, looking at the stats, it could be the sack swap champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I guess let, let's stop teasing then and continue the conversation in the next section. Thank you for that quick preamble and gear up. Uh, now it's the Pokalore. And this week, as Kyle said, we're going to be continuing. This is kind of like a, like a one-two punch of our two segments here. I love it when we do this. It's fun. Uh, is Guzzlord, the Junkovore Pokemon. J- Junkovore. Nice. Not Guzzlord, the Just a Big Mouth Pokemon, which I thought <laughs> might have been a winning name there but okay guzzlord is a massive black ultra beast its main body is primarily spherical with a large yellow mouth in the center the top and bottom of the mouth are lined with two rows of teeth the front row is yellow while the rear row is black in the second row of the upper jaw two teeth curve out of the mouth similar to tusks the inside of its mouth is a bright blue and its throat is lined with small spikes its large black tongue is also lined with small spikes like a goose's beak. Have you seen the inside of a goose's mouth? Yeah. Yes, Terrifying. Terrifying. Additional tongues resembling long arms with pincers protrude from its lower jaw even when its mouth is closed. Just above Wait. its mouth are two glowing blue <laughs> eyes with a yellow diamond-shaped marking between them. What? With its mouth closed? No, they're classifying those as tongues. Yeah, they're additional tongues. You bet. Okay. You bet. Yes. Keep Very going. dexterous. Very dexterous. Above each eye is a single bat-like wing with yellow along the upper edge. There are other small bat-like wings down the sides of its body as well. On the other side of its body are three fin-like projections that curve up towards its mouth. Guzzlord's body is supported by a pair of thick legs, which have yellow zigzag markings across the knee and three claws each. On top of its body is a small conical head with a second smaller pair of glowing blue eyes. Four short horns with yellow tips form a ring around its head. On either side of its head is a larger, slightly curved horn, also tipped in yellow. There is also a pair of arms on top of its body. Each hand... Each arm has a hand with three yellow claws. A row of small spikes trails down its back and along its tail. The tail itself extends from the center of its back and resembles a medieval mace. I love that. 
Guzzlord is said to feel like hard rubber. In order to eat, its tongue moves in a wave-like motion that pulls food towards its mouth. There have been reports of it eating mountains and buildings whole. Whole mountains. According to Wick of the Aether Foundation, its constant hunger causes it to eat anything within reach of its two pincer-like tongues. Despite its appetite, no droppings have ever been found. <laughs> it is speculated to convert everything it consumes into energy with no waste left over. No, it just sends it all to the ultra dimension. I think so. I think when your mouth is a wormhole, this is uh, this is what happens. <laughs> so I'm actually going to pass this over to Kyle to do the stats because I feel like that is the correct way to wrap up the gear up portion of this as well. Oh, man, the stats. The CP is going to tell you everything you need to know here. That's right. That's right. Max CP at level 40 is 2887. Oof. Doesn't even break 3000. No. At level 50, it's 3264. But why, you might ask? <laughs> well, here's why. 188 attack, 99 defense, and a whopping 440 stamina. Disgusting. That puts it at third, I believe, in go for stamina. Number one being Blissey and number two being Chansey. Wait, Blissey has more stamina than 440? Yeah, it's got like, it's like 487. You're joking me. There's no, no I'm looking, Hang on. Here, I'll get the actual number. I closed it earlier, but why on I was earth looking. would I need that much? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. 496, actually. Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Really? So it's not even it's not even top of class for for that for both. And the sad part is like when you compare it to Blissey, I think I I could be wrong because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Stat product wise, Blissey is probably better. Wow. Blissey is for comparison because this was part of my notes for gear up. 169 defense for Blissey and 129 attack. Okay. So you trade 60 attack for 80 defense and another 56 stamina. Like, what? Come yeah. on, Guzzlord. I think Blissey is really the ultra beast in the room, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Well, there's Guzzlord. The mystery has been dispelled. I think besides this, though, I mean, we're looking forward to Guzzlord, right? We like Guzzlord. I mean, I love Guzzlord, but without a lot of functionality and not being shiny, I'm not going to do a lot of raids. Yeah, I think that's fair. But that's the end of Pokalore and Gear Up, I suppose, as well. Since <laughs> we're kind of combined this week, which means that now we're going to be hopping into Pokapole. Last week's, or rather two weeks ago's question was, what other holiday would you like to see a Halloween-style makeover for in Pokemon Go, and what sort of things would you like to see? First response is from Triptando, and they said, I mean, the big one on everyone's mind has to be Christmas, right? We can all close our eyes and see that Winter Wonderland map in front of us. I would just like to see more of this in general, not for all the small four to five day events, but for the bigger events, say a week plus a map makeover could give it so much more feel the map color, Pokestop color, skybox, and some little assets like the pumpkins and leaves now could be changed. For example, for a summer event, 
the map could be a light yellow sand. Pokestop color could be pale turquoise. Skybox, of course, very sunny. Maybe even give the sun glasses. <laughs> Ooh. Assets, swimming pools on the way spots, and palm leaves on the map. Spooky vibes all. Yeah, I'm I'm so for it. I think anything that would take two weeks could could feasibly have something like this attached to it, I think. Yeah, even if it's just changing the color of the Pokestops, you know, that's just yeah. a slider, you know? That said, man, the color of the map, so much better. When it was orange? Yeah, well, no, the, the map itself, when it was like a like a burnt greenish kind of color for the grass. The Pokestops, you know, take it or leave it, but it switched back to the bright green, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, it was a little Please? Bright. It was a little bright. You know, I was actually looking at my map a little bit intently when it switched over and then it flashed the snow and then back to normal again. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's, it's coming. The, the Jaws theme. Duh, I know. You just got the first like two little, notes. There's like sleigh bells silently in the background, you know. Like, ching, ching, ching. Our next response is from Maxitron. They said. I like the concept of the glowing Pokemon for the Festival of Lights, even though I missed it completely. I know it's kind of an obscure one, but I like kite festivals, and I think a few cultures have them. Combine it with hot air balloon festivals, and you can have some real cool aerial hijinks with kites, soaring Pokemon, and hot air balloons all wafting around above the map. You can already have three flying things with a rocket balloon, a sponsored balloon, and a Pokemon like Ho-Oh or Lugia up above. So having wild swallows, braviaries, driftblim, and feroes gracefully riding air currents would be cool. Maybe matching a Pokemon flying high like that gets you one with sky drop or fly during that event. And all Pokestops have kites tied to them. Can you imagine a Rayquaza or Gyarados dragon-style kite? I can. Mm-hmm. A Chargebug box kite or some cool Delta Wing stunt kites zipping around. A Pikachu hot air balloon, the return of the Meowth hot air balloon, Snorlax hanging from a balloon, that poor balloon. <laughs> Team Valor Instinct and Mystic Balloons with special battles or items periodically blowing by, or maybe some berries as balloons. Maybe you tap one of the berry balloons and all nearby Pokemon get automatically buried with that kind of berry. Or Snorlax drops from his balloon and can be captured with an exclusive Earthquake Plus charge move. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> you can have a lot of fun interactions with these balloons and maybe even the kites. Maybe a kite avatar pose would be awesome too. And this kite would show up in the overworld instead of on the trainer page. Kite avatar pose. Great idea. It is. That That's a good idea. Although the, like the, that. the charge a box kite, charge bug box kite is really... Yeah. <laughs> in my brain now i can see it so vividly I, someone's got to have made it right somewhere yeah, it, it kind of asks to be made i think yeah but that being said i i love the idea of the bird pokemon flying around at a different level even if it like you know what would be really cool is you know how uh, we get to see the shadow of our pokemon on the overworld map It'd be really cool if shadows of other Pokemon flew by sometime and, you know, you don't even have to, like, be able to click on them, but, like, a flock of Spearow or something like that would just add a level. Yeah, get, the give the world a, a depth of being lived in, you know? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. 
I mean, I, I like the idea of a lot of balloon interactions. It seems fun. Yeah, I think all there's, those there's ideas opportunities. Really, really good. Especially mm-hmm. the part with the swallows and the braviaries. Anything with those two Pokemon, I'm in. Let's go. And then lastly, we have a voicemail response for this week's Pokepoll from a Kevin Redbull. I should actually probably say the Kevin Redbull. Hi, guys. I had an idea for the... Oh, yeah. It's Kevin Redbull. I had an idea for the Pokepoll question as to what holiday would you like to see the... Like the whole game change though before. I think it'd be cool to do your birthday because then when you send the Pokestops, they have gifts at the bottom and... The gyms just look like party houses, and I don't know, you get extra stuff for your birthday because, you know, it's your birthday, it's your special day. Um, hope the quality's okay. I'm at work, but have a great day, guys. Yeah, a lot of other mobile games. First of all, thank you very much, Kevin Rebel. Appreciate your your voicemail, um, and appreciate this is not the only voicemail we have from you this week. A lot of other games do this for birthdays. It's actually like kind of a gimme sort of thing uh, to ask somebody for their birthday because a lot of times they want to know, you know, if you are, you know, able to play their game that's like 13 plus anyway. And so they'll give you some sort of like bonus or reward mm-hmm. or something like that. Heck, even McDonald's does this. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any kind of recognition on birthdays is just fun. I think in general. Yeah. It'd be cool if, you know, when you were in a raid lobby, if you just had some confetti behind you on your trainer profile, you had just some confetti happening like they do on Twitter. Same sort of thing. Be very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I play Genshin Impact and on your birthday, they send you a cake as an item that just can sit in your inventory and say, hey, you've played the game. You've been here for one year. And is it consumable or is it like a trophy? It can, you can consume it. But it goes away forever if you do. So you can keep it in your inventory uh, instead, which is okay. what everyone does. But Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it would be sort of, again, a gimme idea. It'd be interesting. Even if it's just like, you know, hey, here's here's 25 Pokeballs and a star piece. Happy birthday. Like, I'd be okay with that. That'd be great. Something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you very much for the voicemail response, Kevin Ripple. Appreciate it. This week's Pokepole is, what do you think the function of the research breakthrough is currently in Pokemon Go? In other words, what purpose do you think it serves? Well, this is great because I have a great answer for this one. Okay, good, good. My, my answer, you're not going to like my answer. Or you're oh, gonna I mean, I'm, I, that's, a, that's an assumption I always make there, brother. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah, I, I think... That's my pessimistic but slightly realistic way of looking at it is the purpose of the research breakthrough has been lost. I think the purpose it's attempting to serve is to provide some kind of value to encourage people to continue doing it every week. There's no consistency to that value, though, which is a little bit frustrating, which is why it's hard for me to place on what it it serves. I think at least with with this next rotation for November, it makes sense. Like more Stardust, you get a star piece. Okay, sure. It's it's more it's a value of some currency. And there's last month was a value of a rare Pokemon. There's also that Astral Radiance event, too. So 
you know, it kind of ties in, I guess, because it's a star. Yeah, it it, it could. It's, it's, it's a reach, but yes. Yeah. I think if they wanted to make it thematic, they they could. And I think they haven't done it consistently enough. I think I largely agree with you, um, although I, I don't think it doesn't serve a purpose. I think it does serve a purpose. It's just that that purpose is something that depends on the rest of the month, right? I think it's supposed to, like you said, add a little bit of value. But what does that value window look like? It has to be enough that you're motivated to go for it every single week, but not so motivated that that's the only reason you open your game is to get the stamp and then close it because it doesn't matter if I play or not. I'm going to get such a good reward at the end of the week. So I understand not making it like spectacular great, right? Um, but just for a little bit of history for people that might not have been playing this forever, we used to get legendaries from research breakthroughs. And it was a really great way for people that couldn't raid, didn't have people to raid with in order to keep up and stuff like yeah. that. It, would be it was like, like the first six or seven months that the boxes were around. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, we've been, you know, kind of hoping that it would go back to that. And by we, I mean the community at large or something similar. But what we've gotten is this weird sort of like oscillation of it's bad to it's really bad and everywhere in between. And we've only since started to come up to this point where we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess that's fine. And I think that's kind of where they want it to be. But I think it needs to be, and what they're shooting for is things that are sort of thematic for the month. Like, should engine made sense? It's a ghost Pokemon you can't get any other way. So, of course, toss that one research breakthrough. Makes sense to me. Starmie with a star piece. They're trying to illustrate for people that might not know that increased Stardust chance for the Starmie. And also, here's a star piece. And also yeah. some of the stuff the event has to do with stars. Like, I get it. But I'm curious to think if everybody else has a similar opinion, you know? Yeah. I just wish that there was more of a value assigned to it. Not, it doesn't have to be legendaries. That's obviously, I'm not the target audience who wants it to be legendaries for the most part. But like, the reward for the week gives so little overall. It, it should give poker coins, plain and simple. Like, that's what every other mobile game in the world does for their weekly mission. They give the premium currency so that people can spend it. Yep. But, like, give more experience or more Stardust, which this is technically more Stardust. But if you don't pay attention, you get 3,000 base Stardust just from completing the breakthrough. So 900 more is just not enough, <laughs> I feel. I agree. And we did sort of like walk it back for a while. They were starting to, you know, they, well, they didn't start. They were giving like, oh, plus 5,000 Stardust or whatever the case is. Yes. But those were tied and sold as season bonuses. I remember. Which is a negative because previous and other season bonuses have been very good. And those were really bad in comparison. So... Before anyone says I'm a hypocrite because I know I criticized that and now I'm asking for it here, I'm, I'm aware they're different. That's all. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. But I think that pretty much covers our answer and how we feel about the research breakthrough. Uh, so, dear listener, if you would like to weigh in on the conversation and answer this week's question, which is, again, what do you think the function of the research breakthrough is currently in Pokemon Go? In other words, what purpose do you think it serves? You can answer the question when it's posted on Twitter, at GoCast Podcast. You can also leave us a voicemail with your answer to 
7717. Or, of course, you can send us an email with your response as well to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Oh, and if you're a patron, we have a channel for it dedicated to it in our Discord. Again, more about Patreon and patronage at the end of the show. But before we get to the tail end of everything we do here on GoCast, we're going to pass it on over to the good folks at PvP Corner. I believe they're going to have a guest. I'm not entirely sure if both of them are on this week. So over to the PvP Corner crew, and they're going to be covering the Halloween Cup review, looking ahead, and Go Battle Day Mill Tank, amongst other things. So... It was me and Mudkip. <laughs> and we were we were on our way to the big picnic. It was it was the big picnic. Um the all the podcasts were getting together and they they were going to hold a, a massive picnic. I wasn't invited because, you know, uh, Australia. Uh, but um me and Mudkip were there and we were like, "No, we are going to crash this picnic." And so we ended up making our way over to the US on a breaker. Uh, uh, you had, as I recall, you had strapped together various bits of flotsam from a nearby shipwreck because they're just littered around Australia, as far as I was aware. I'm aware. That is right. We are known for flotsam. And so we were sitting on our flotsam being attacked constantly by seagulls that were, for some reason, several. Hundred kilometers off the shore, yeah, Sharpedos. We were, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it was. I, I don't know how we survived, but we did. <laughs> we uh, survived this trip on the flotsam, being attacked by Sharpedos uh, all the way to the US, and we made it there. And uh, Ken from Lured Up was there, and he was like, "Dude, we, like this picnic finished three days ago. Where, where have you been?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well." Ken, me and Mudkip, we, we've just made our way across, I don't know how many thousand kilometers to get here. That's miles for you. And um, we are going to have oh. this picnic. So you're you're going to sit down and you're going to make another picnic. And me and Mudkip will be the stars of the picnic. And Breaker is going to be there too. He's going to be the secondary guest of honor. Breaker, hi, how are you? Hello! Uh, hey, <laughs> welcome me. Wow. So I knew exactly what you were doing as soon as you said so. Uh, yeah, I got to get my lawyer on the phone. Uh, and th- this is just this is unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But may I suggest, since you're getting Ken involved in, in your picnic, you should just do a picnic crawl. Go from picnic to picnic, sampling all the various picnics. Oh, that's a good move. So, like, one could be a podcaster's picnic, the other, the next one could be the YouTuber's picnic. Hey, one could be a handsome guy picnic, and me and you are there, huh, huh, huh? Yeah, 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 but we're the only people there. No no one else is invited. That's right. Well, that's because we're the handsome ones. And Mudkip. And Charmander. And Char- of course, Charmander. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally Charmander. invited. So, yeah. uh, that, is a, uh, th- th- that is a thing that you do at the beginning of um, all of your, po- well, not all of your podcasts, the After Dark Ride podcast in particular. Do you want to talk to us, Breaker, about the the podcasts that you do and kind of uh, where you fit into the Pokemon Go landscape? How much time do you have? Because <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll I'll just be quick. I am one of the hosts of Pokemon After Dark Rye. We are a no holds barred, no nothing podcast where we talk about Pokemon and hurt the ones we love. And baby, we love everybody. Uh, we are a podcast for the 
disenfranchised youths who didn't know a professor to give them a powerful starter. We got our little caterpies and our little wheels, and we got abandoned on route one and getting beat up, beaten up by Ash and Red f- until we were like 35 years old. We're for the uh, the elder millennials, as it were. Um, <laughs> this is just my way of saying it's, it's, a, it's a show, a naughty show with naughty words, and we make naughty jokes. Um, but we have a fun time. Yeah, we we talk about Pokemon in in the worst way possible, and we just it's a comedy show first and foremost. So if you like to laugh and you don't mind a naughty word or two, please come by and say hi. Uh, also, I do Jawsbreakers, the scary funny shark movie show, which is a show I do with my sister where we watch bad, arguably bad or good shark movies, and we do a podcast for that, as well as Let's Die, the His versus Hers Guide to the Podcast, which is a comedy podcast, which your listeners may know. Uh, Cody Mathis from It's Super Effective is my host with the, on that show as well. So, all right. So, what is your PvP experience? Uh, bad. Um, so, <laughs> I am the classic uh, Pokemon trainer. Where if uh, where I'm a sore loser, let's just say that. Um, never to the detriment of others, right? Like I'm not a rage quitter. I'm not someone who's going to be toxic to someone who's beating me. Like I'm going to shake your hand. You know, I'm going to high five you. I'm going to fist bump you. I'm going to say good match. Uh, digitally, of course, I'm not doing any of this in person, but I like to win. And when mm-hmm. I'm not winning, I'm not having a fun time. And when this, when PvP first came out, you know, you'll remember you had to do a bunch of walking just to play it. Yeah. Uh, and then you take that into a match, and if you, you go out, you you work your feet to the bone, you jump into a PvP match, and you just get it handed to you. You just get wore out. It feels it feels extra bad because now you're sweaty. And and your 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 hide is tanned as it yeah. was me. Did you play any Halloween Cup? I did. Okay, so I had three teams that I put together specifically for this cup. Um, I did. Uh, okay, I did okay. Okay, I played. Cool, cool. If if memory serves, I played like seventeen matches and went ten for seven. So that's that's I, good. Yeah, I think I did okay. Um, do you want me to go through like my 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 jokey teams here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, just, well, just a just a quick one. Like, um, I often say to people, like, if you're doing better than fifty percent, you are doing fine at GBO. If you're getting up to sixty percent, then you are doing extremely well. Like, uh, pe- people often get disheartened that their win rate is only like fifty eight percent, and I'm like, dude, that is that is a fantastic win rate. Do not get upset at that. So seventeen what? or ten out of seventeen is is pretty darn good well lucky for me i'm from america and they don't teach us how to do percent so i don't know that <laughs> um, so my real team that i actually got my wins with was runer i brought a runerigus a frost lass and a drift blim i went all in on ghosty types um and the drift blim had the hat because it had to sure um, of course and it never saw the light of day usually the frost lass was mopping up i think just nobody expected to see this weirdo bizarre team um so yeah so like when you came across like an umbreon did you have any play against that or did you just straight up lose did i come across an umbreon if i did i'm sure i lost (laughs) i did again i lost seven times so i i I will say some of that is going to be because of my other two teams that i played which are solely joke teams so that i could tell you about them on this podcast (laughs) go on all right so the next team is just called death sentence because they were you know doomed um (laughs) 
The first one, actually, not that bad. It was a Vigoroth, whom I've named Violence, because Vigoroths, they just crave violence. It's an anger, anger monkey. Yeah. Uh, after that, I have a Shaman, breaking my golden rule of never bringing, like, a mythical or a legendary, but I brought Shaman just so that I could feel Shay. Shaman. <laughs> Shaman. Du- double moved, or...? Just the one move. No, God no, just the one move. No, 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 heck no. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. And then I brought a Raichu for a Santa hat because I thought that was funny. Uh, my last team uh, all have hats. Um, they're just, this team is called Deserve It because they deserved <laughs> it. Uh, the first one in my lineup here was a Pikachu with a Lucario hat because I thought Lucario was good at battling. He's not, apparently, because it didn't <laughs> help my Pikachu out at all. Um, then I brought another Pikachu, this time with a Rayquaza hat, because I thought, you know, hey, it's Rayquaza's a legendary. People love Rayquaza, dragon type. It'll make Pikachu really good at battling. It did not. And then lastly, I brought a Cubchu with a, bo- a bow because Cubchu makes me want to vomit. And um, <laughs> the more I look at it, the more I'm glad I put it on that team to just wither and die in obscurity. What CP were they all at? Oh, those ones, the ones that say deserve it, I put them yeah. in there specifically to die. They were under 500. Right. Three. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. I told you. Joke team. <laughs> Joke team. Good. I actually did... Um. Uh, so I'm going to give a, a tiny spoiler for this. I've got someone working on a video for Pallet Town where, or a series of videos for Pallet Town uh, where... I won't, I won't tell you what's actually... Uh, what the point of the series is, but at one point... In the video, they win a battle with a 500 CP Squirtle. Heck yeah! That rules. I know, right? I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I once had one uh, made it a TikTok video where I uh, won a Master League battle with a 500 CP Metatite. That rules. Although I hate, <laughs> so although I, hate I hate Metatite though. Okay, I'll never well, use a Metatite ever. Ne- next time, we'll make it Dunsparce. Oh, well, Dunsparce is at least cool. <laughs> like you could um, chill with Dunsparce. Metatite yeah. is just like that annoying guy. Is like, hey, want to go on a hike? I'm like, no, <laughs> Metatite. Like, I just I've been working all day. I'm tired. I just want to put my feet up just for like thirty minutes. No, no, no. The sun. We're wasting sun. We got to get out there. The hills are alive. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead, bud? I'll catch up. All right. So next up, starting November the third to November the tenth, we've got Ultra League and Willpower Cup. The Willpower Cup is a Great League Cup with Fighting, Dark, and Psychic types, and Gardevoir is banned. The uh, top 10 on PV Poke for the Willpower Cup are Mandibuzz, Umbreon, Alolan Raichu, Hisuian Quillfish, Sableye, Porniard, Shadow Wobbuffet, Cresselia, Victini, and Zwilus. You know what I love about this list, too, is that everyone, with the exception of Cresselia, is not a legendary. That just drives me nuts when, like, someone's whole team is nothing but legendary. It's like, tell me that right. you want to cheese battles without wanting to cheese battles. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm guessing you're not a Master League fan at all. I I like Master League. I like Master League more than I like, um, uh, you know, the Great League, to tell you the truth. But okay. I, I try to avoid using legendaries or mythicals where possible, but in Master League, you kind of have to. So Ultra League is kind of that sweet point where you have more open to you. No fighters at the top. Metacham is top fighter at 22. Yeah, so like it's if you look at the the rankings, it's all darks and psychics. Like dark easily at the top, then psychic 
is kind of second tier then your fighters are just way down there like fighters think, are not going to be good for this cup yeah i think that that makes sense though too because with you know fighting's obviously weak to psychic so mm-hmm. like dark's not like is dark's not weak to fighting is it i don't think so it is am i losing my mind oh it is okay yeah all right so it's a nice so the, the cup is based around this rock paper scissors but the problem is is that there's no good fighting type right so it's Got it's it. like rock is busted <laughs> Umbreon is broken. Be a nightmare. It will. Yeah. It's just, it's such a thick boy. I don't um, see any world where, like, if you want to be good in that cup, that you wouldn't bring a good Umbreon if you have one. There's other options. Like, um, like you can kind of take your pick between Mandibuzz and Umbreon because they both have the same stats. Uh, just one has that flying typing, whereas the other one's straight dark. Then. I like the Zwilus at number 10 there because that is a dark type that can beat both the Mandibuzz and the Umbreon. I love Zwilus just as a Pokemon in general, so... It's so great. cool. It's a good Pokemon. It's such a weird... Like, I get it's a Hydra, but it's just... Yeah. It's so weird. So on November the 6th, this may happen already by the time you hear this, but if you are hearing it in time, November the 6th is Go Battle Day where you get 20 sets for the day. And if you get a reward encounter between the hours of 11 and 2, then you will be guaranteed a mill tank, which I believe has a slightly boosted shiny chance. Great shiny too. A nice blueberry so cow. Good. Yeah. I got blue moo. Um, Are you going to do 20 sets on Go Battle Day, Breaker? 20 sets. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Divide that by 10. And we'll talk. Actually, the, I, I'll play it some, but but the amount I play it totally depends on how much I remember to do so. Because I'm one of those guys <laughs> that pulls the game out for 20 minutes at a time and then gets busy doing something else and have to like stop what I'm doing and do that. Yeah. So like, if I got a minute, I'll definitely do it. Will I be able to sit down and do 20 sets? Probably not. It, it, yeah. It, it's like doing 20 sets is a monumental task i think it takes about six six and a half hours to do 20 sets yeah like that's a job at that point like you may as well pay me for it i have a job and and if you want me to sit down and do 20 sets check us out on patreon (laughs) (laughs) um uh, that that has to be a patreon tier right oh gosh i'm (laughs) i'm dreading even even putting it out in the universe it's there now Sorry, dude. Oh, oh man. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> November 10th to 17th is Ultra League and Ultra League Premier Classic. And so that is no legendaries or mythicals and nothing Yay! powered up with candy. <laughs> yeah, right. Breakers happy Let's and nothing go. powered up with candy XL. This is a casual player's dream. You don't right. have to grind out XL candy to max out your Dialga. Just go in with whatever the, the game recommends you and have a nice time. Okay, I wouldn't recommend going with recommended recommended Pokemon, but everything else you said, great. So yeah, November 17 to 24 is Open Master League and Element Cup Remix. So the Element Cup is a little cup, 500 CP cap, and only fire, water, and grass types are allowed. But the difference here is that the top used little cup Pokemon have been banned in Ducklet, Chinchow, and Cottony. In addition, Salandit will be banned, basically because it's it's really powerful, but also because it's very inaccessible. To get one 
under 500 CP, you need to like have an underleveled account or trade one from an underleveled account. So uh, that, they've just taken that one out of the equation so that it is no longer a problem. Only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not evolved even once will be eligible for this cup. Cool, cool, cool. So, I, okay, so you've explained Salandad to me, but what? why not Ducklet? I get Chinchu, Chinchu and Cottony, their typings make them can make them really good, but like Ducklet's just water flying, isn't it? Yeah, and the, I don't think there's really any other water flyers in the meta. I think the water flying is is a very powerful typing. Oh, I, I see here. It says Ducklet carries a switchblade. Yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep it out of the GBO battles. Dirty, dirty fighting. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I get it. Totally get it. Um, all right, so that is GBO. Let's move on to the Sylph check-in. And we didn't record last week, but we have a new world champion. Congratulations to Vroom Vroom Pow from India. Congrats! So uh, basically what happened was Vroom Vroom Pow went in with the eyes of a predator. He eyed up the competition and he took him down to, to pull the take the crown home all the way back to India. So congratulations, Vroom Vroom Pow. Uh, I still haven't quite gotten the check in the mail for the coaching advice. I told him just to go with whatever was recommended by the game. And, you know, look what happened. World champion. Isn't that nice? Uh, and I just wanted to point out that, uh, like, I've said it before on the podcast, but, like, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how, like, since the whole issue with fast move denial was fixed, like, Battlers from India have just skyrocketed on the world stage. Like, we now have a, an Indian world champion. We've got so many people, like, making leaderboards from India now where they weren't before. So, very happy for them. Uh, me, personally, I was complaining about fast-move denials before. I have not achieved the same level of success <laughs> since it was fixed. But I've definitely gotten better. To close out the Sylph section, the new season has been announced to start in January. So, it's a, a pretty decent-sized layoff compared to what they... Uh, have done previously but it means it's nice and neat now like the season starts at the beginning of the year and will go towards uh, I'm assuming uh, the end of the year so it kind of fits nicely you don't have the uh, uh, this is one thing I've always um, found annoying with like American sports where it's like uh, a season will take place over two different years it's like the 2021-22 season like which is it make up your mind that's fair because like for instance the nfl it's we're currently embroiled in the 2022 season but the suit mm. but the playoffs and the super bowl will be played next year right yeah um our, our football our australian football all takes place during i mean it's it's winter for both of us right like so it's it's winter for your football mm. it's winter for our football um but ours our winter is uh from june to august which means that we get to comfortably fit it inside the span of one year. Yeah, I, I, I think your your criticism is valid. Like, why not just start the season earlier and then just have it all encased in over the course of the same year? I'm, mm. I'm with you. Yeah, you why? Uh, I mean, what else should we fix next? We're fixing so much. I mean, call <laughs> it. Somebody please call us and employ us. We need the money. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Breaker and Fish, Ideas Men. Ide Professional ideas, ideas Men. That's right. That's right. Look, I'll dress up in a suit if you want me to for $3 <laughs> on Patreon. I'll put on my suit for a podcast. 
Moving on to our play Pokemon section, we had Lily France happening last weekend, and the winner was a trainer named Cohen6ix, I guess. That's four? <laughs> oh no, nine. Nine, nine, yes. Nine. Colin was running a team of Azumarill, Lickitung, Medicham, Noctowl, Sableye, and Galarian Stunfisk. What do you What do you think of that? I hate Stunfisk. Hate Stunfisk. My yeah, thoughts I, is I, I hate I hate Stunfisk. I feel like one, I hate it as a Pokemon, and two, I feel like too many people lean on it in PvP. Get an original idea in your brain. <laughs> it's it's tough because like it, Great League is. Like, Open Great League, I find, is very hard to uh, delve outside the core meta. Like, there are some metas where you can, like, find something weird and wonderful and it'll, like, break the the common core Pokemon. But I don't think that's very easy in Open Great League. I it, Plus, it's got that, it's got, like, the weird, like, Furby beak mouth that just bothers me. It just makes me uncomfortable on a personal level. It's, it's very weird. Um, Colin's weird. It, yeah, come on. And I will say, yeah, get it together. Change your username. <laughs> we also had, there were some very well-known content creators who made the top cut on day two. Though Technical was there, Inadequance, and the Nut93 all made the final eight. So I did um, coach all three of those players, but unfortunately I undermined all three of them to beat each other. So that's my bad. <laughs> Uh, next time, one of you should pay me more than the other. That's all I got to say about that. Next up, we have Warsaw, Poland happening on November 12th and 13th. Toronto, Canada, December 2nd to 4th. And mm-hmm. Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas? No. Yeah. Is it Texas? Yeah, it is. And like Arlington, Texas. Sure. 99% sure. And yeah. Arlington, we believe it is Texas, happening from December 16th to 18th. Yeah, and uh, I, I couldn't understand that uh, you and the GoCast boys are going to pay for my ticket and fly me out so that I can report on on location. That was meant correct? to be a surprise. Oh, my bad. Who told uh, you? Oh, jeez. You know, it, 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 call it a call it intuition. Intuition? You intuited it? I intuited it. <laughs> I, I just heard it in your voice. You just couldn't keep it together, man. Come on, be a professional. Right, well, you better win now. Uh, oh no i'm not competing i'm just reporting oh right okay i'm doing i'm doing the play by play play by play well no this this ticket comes with con- with the condition that you have to compete oh well let me get my pikachus with various hats out all right we have a mailbag uh we have a piece of mail per- uh, we have something for the mailbag yeah, I got it right here. It's in this envelope. It's got it's got wax. Like the person put wax on a wax seal on it. Oh, that a wax seal, right? Yeah, it has their coat yeah. of arms. I actually stole it from Defye. Like she had it, and then she wasn't feeling well. And while she wasn't like feeling well, I said, "Look over there." And then I and she she didn't look over there. I just grabbed it and ran from her. Um, so I have it here. And uh, so, if you want to just open that up for me, sure. <laughs> And who's Sorry. it from? Sorry, I had something in my throat. Hang on. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> there, there we go. All right, I got it open here. Oh, gosh, I hope that wasn't a bill I needed. Um, this is from Sir Amanda. And uh, do you want to read it out in your best Sir Amanda voice? Oh, certainly. <clears throat> so, I recently finally got access to Campfire. 
I was so excited to finally see this raid map feature and then saw I could only invite three people. But I have almost 400 people on my friends list, even though 60 already have campfire. How do I pick? So I decided I would choose everyone. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll grab that from you. Yoink, I'm, I'm yeah, taking that off you and uh, reading the next paragraph. Yep. What did you get here? Oh, that's right, the flotsam. Mm, yep, the flotsam. Um, I actually rode off the back of a sharpedo. You Australians, man. Yeah, wild. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it continues. My past weekend was almost <laughs> entirely DMing every single person individually on my friends list or send them a text message if they weren't on Discord. My copy-paste basically became Campfire lets you see a raid map of raids everywhere, but it is invite only. I can get you in if you want. I just ask that at least one of your three invites are used to continue the invite chain. And then a screenshot collage showing it in action. Here you go, you can read the rest, mate. According to my sprawling, confusing spreadsheet, I have gotten at least 104 people campfire access from the invite chaining. Mission accomplished, yes? Maybe. Well, I was listening to the last episode of Go Cast and Chris mentioned something like, If you had campfire, <laughs> you could see where the elite raid eggs were. That if sounded like, Unlikely sorry, folks. And here I am waving my hands like, Let me help you, you random Joes. Yoink. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> By this point, I've built up some invites that could use chaining. How about the audiences of podcasts I listen to? I'm in most of their discords. They can just DM me. But then I was like, oh, yeah, those are linked to Patreon. The pseudo-average Joe might listen to a podcast, but might not Patreon. And then I was like, wait, aren't there some related Discord communities that are open to everyone? Pallet's <laughs> 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 <Balance> out. <laughs> I just need to get into one of those and then people can be alternatively directed to there and their campfire inviting can continue. I have joined Pallet Town's PvP server specifically to make a post on their community notice board, channel about campfire invite chaining, DM me. So what do you think? Let's hook as many people up with campfire as possible. Sorry for the long email. Sincerely, Sir Amanda. Your Southern Bell, by the way, is way better than mine. Uh, uh, you do a fantastic Southern Bell. Well, mine it was kind of drifting into like vague UK weirdness. I did get a sense of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, my accents ha just don't know where they need to belong. <laughs> we were we were messing around with that uh, with that, but just to summarize, this Saruman is doing this amazing thing where you know Campfire is uh, like. By, by all accounts, like a wonderful tool for gathering people to be able to hit up raids, but it works better when there's more people on it. So she's taking it into her own hands to get people, as many people invited as possible by uh, doing this chaining of invites. So she has come into the Pallet Town server and we've created a channel for her so that um, she can like oversee and arrange these these chains and people are changing their nicknames in the server to uh to, to include a little invite message so that people know hey i'd like to get an invite for campfire and so yeah she's doing a really great thing 
That's awesome. Um, I love seeing like when community members grasp a hold of an opportunity to uh, not just interact with the community, but to bring more people into said community. Yeah, totally, totally. So if you uh, happen to share a Discord server with Sir Amanda, that's S-E-R, and then just the name Amanda, then hit her up with a DM, and uh, I'm sure she will be absolutely glad to help you out with a campfire invite. Now it's time for our shameless plugs, Breaker. Hey, uh, you, hey. you have been talking about your podcast already, so we are all over that. You can talk about that again, or you can uh, talk about other stuff. So hi, my name's Brett. I do the podcast Pokemon After Dark Ride. You've heard me talk about it already a whole bunch, but we're also doing a giveaway for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, all you got to do is join the Poddog Discord server, which is the uh, shell of a production company that I run to keep all of my podcasts in order. Um, and we're doing it in conjunction with the Nerd Herd Discord server, which is a fantastic community full of, you guessed it, nerds. It is so much fun. They're nearing, they're on their 1,000 member creep. Um, and all you got to do is join our Discord server, find the Scarlet and Violet giveaway channel, post your favorite or most hated Pokemon there, and we'll read it on the show. That is an entry for the giveaway. Uh, you can get a second entry by going to the Nerd Herd Discord server and doing the exact same thing. Going to the Scarlet and Violet giveaway uh, channel and doing the same thing. Reading it on the show just like that. And you can get two entries to win your choice of Scarlet or Violet digital copy. Just got to do it before the games themselves come out. So definitely wanted to plug that. Also, mm -hmm. um, you know, socials, Instapod Dog on Instagram, After Dark Eye on Twitter. And we got a link tree, which I'll I'll give to to you, fish, to do with to throw in the trash, crumple up and throw in the trash as you as you see fit. Just like when uh, someone hands you a flyer on the street and you're like, oh, thank you, thank you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need to be a Patreon member to get access to our Discord. You could definitely check us out on Patreon if you like any of the things we do. We would certainly appreciate it. But uh, just just making you laugh is all I want to do. And if I can get a chuckle out of you, then mission accomplished. Sign my name on your chain letter and pass it on. <laughs> um, and for us, we've got uh, the just the Pallet Town PvP content. Um, we do a weekly like the, we've been doing weekly chats. Myself and GBO leaderboard player Lyle Jeffs the uh, Third. We we've been doing a weekly chat every Tuesday night, eight thirty PM US time, live streamed about the upcoming GBO meta. Um, and just breaking down all the the Pokemon that we think will be uh, at all relevant for it, and then some that uh, <laughs> that we wish would be relevant, uh, but probably won't be. That has been like gaining traction. It's been uh, more and more fun and informative to do every week. So check that out. That is live streamed on both our YouTube and Twitch channels. You can join us on either one of those platforms. I also want to give a shout out to some members of the Pallet Town community. We have Smicklebeer, who has hit veteran. Um, yes, what a name. Yes. That's uh, a fantastic German, name. I believe. No, no. Uh, I think um, from the Netherlands oh, is my guess. Smicklebeer has hit veteran. We've got uh, Bandman Clayton has hit expert. And Cray Flamingo has gotten to the fourth stage of the season-long research that gets you, you know, that elite TM at the end. So, oh my God. yeah, that's, she's, that's that like 300 dedication. wins that she's got. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Congratulations. 
So to close out, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi to cover on the show, then you can direct those to pppcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Chris talks about each of these at the end of the show, so listen out for that. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi, or we'll also have a more breaker there to take you to other projects and ways to contact us uh and real quick let's before we sign off let's really blow up DeFi and let's let's everyone send in some comments just saying get better soon uh and i will stop sending those envelopes filled with uh germs to her so that i can steal her space on the show so I thought you meant like get better at PvP. Like oh, I no, you were I meant everyone to be like, hey, DeFi, get good. Yeah, get good. Tell her to get get her immune system better. Tell her we hope we feel say, okay, here's what you do. You type out subject, more DeFi E. Body. I hope you're feeling better. We hear you've been losing a lot at PvE and also have been feeling bad physically. We hope you feel better physically, but also get good. We love you and we're in love with you. PS, tell Breaker to stop the end (laughs) and we'll see you next week bye all right thank you so much pvp corner crew and guest we appreciate y'all very much another great segment this week okay mr kyle you know we're we're through the forest we're coming up it's it's november now and i'm blinded by a faint white light that is oh is that snow oh boy oh boy man i can't see anything that just wiped my brain clean like men in black that mind eraser can you help me out here what's going on it's time for emails oh that's right and four voicemails this week we've got four of them that's right so we're going to start with our first one as promised the part two to kevin red bull's first voicemail hi christian kyle it's kevin red bull again I uh, just finished your episode, and I wanted to send you another voicemail, so here I am, still at work. Uh, I agree. Those boxes are terrible, <laughs> but I still bought a box. Uh, yeah. I've been trying to ask the shiny noise that, same as Chris, and so far, no luck. But the very first day, my buddy managed to hatch one right in front of me, and then not five minutes after that, get a shadow shiny Bulbasaur right in front of me. <gasps> Rude! So things haven't been going well. I got a shiny <laughs> Shepard that I already had. And I got a shiny Galarian Yamaha. So that was Ooh. pretty cool. But Ooh. I am on my last batch of eggs for the day and still that annoyed that evades me. So I really wish they would uh, stop doing this to us with these boxes. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, shiny vibes. All. Shiny vibes mostly to you there, Kevin. I hope that you managed to snag that shiny Noibat. I'm hoping that we get another voicemail in a couple of days. It's like, I got my shiny Noibat, and that's it. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, this next voicemail is from our very own Mitch, or Cook's Gravy. Hey, Chris. Hey, Kyle. Uh, I am on my way home from uh, Ultimate Frisbee practice, and you're probably recording right now, but... We are. I was listening to uh, uh, 212, and you guys are talking about Skroopy in the folklore, uh, and it said that uh, it shares a, la- a common um, ancestor with S- uh, this name is so hard for me to Sizzlipede, uh, and so what that means, you you guys seem to uh, Kyle said, I wonder how that works, and I'm like, well, 
I'll tell you, because I this is basically what I'm saying. I love this concept of um, evolution. It's the greatest thing. So what that means is in the distant past, in the distant Pokemon past, there is an organism that looked kind of like both of uh, both Skarupi and Sizzlepeed that um, later maybe there were two populations of it and they got separated and the population that, that became Skarupi was on like a desert island and the population that um, years and years uh, would turn into Sizzlepeed was on like a lava volcano zone. So uh, that is that is what that means. It's just they uh, have a common ancestor through their genes that um, looks kind of like both of them. And I'm probably looking too far into this, but that is what the evolutionary concept is of last common ancestor. So thanks, guys. Um, I bet you didn't expect to hear me on this episode. Shiny Vibesall, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Oh, Mitch. <laughs> Divergent evolution, right? Isn't that what that's called? Yeah, I think when we were talking about it in regards to Wiglet for Paldea. Yeah, because that's but like, I, 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 So I understand the concept now. Yeah. But there is no similarities. Are we going back like 10 million years to their common ancestry? <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? At Can- least, look, look, at least Wiglet and Diglet look like they share an ancestor but but the point is that those two don't share an an ancestor they're i mean they they didn't we don't know they do but they definitely look like they do yes but but the that's the argument the argument is the evolutionary right theory of of convergent evolution with wiglet that they're two distinct uh things that evolved to look somewhat similar Right, but they Which were two distinct. And divergent, so. I believe, is one specific, and then it splits into two di- distinct, something like that. I, I'd love, actually, maybe I'll remember this later, to see some examples of it happening in the real world to see how drastically different stuff looks. Kyle, write it down in front of you right now. When we hang out after recording, let's you look got at work to do it. after recording. Yeah, no, we'll okay. see. <laughs> uh, I got to eat dinner. Let's look up. Let's look up some evolutionary pictures together. That'd be fun. Okay. Hopefully all right. That being that. said, that being said, first of all, Mitch, it was, it was lovely to hear from you. Thank you very much. You're too funny. Uh, I, I got to say, when I was in New York for five days, it was for a friend's wedding, by the way. I don't think I clarified that. I was there for a few extra days because why not? Going to go out there anyway. I love New York. It's great. I spent, on, on Mitch's recommendation, I spent an entire afternoon, the lion's share of my day of free time, in the Museum of Natural History in New York, which apparently... Mitch said this, and forgive me if I'm misquoting you, uh, houses the largest collection of most complete fossils in the world. Something like that. Anyway, it was a fascinating museum, and there was an entire hall uh, dedicated to biodiversity. And it was it was fascinating. So, Mitch, hoping hoping that you're listening, thanks again for the recommendation. It was stellar. Also, when I was in New York, I got to meet up with a couple of listeners that are also part of our our patron group. Shout out to Trainer Victoria and uh, Birgucci as well. I don't want to use real names just in case, but thank you to the two of you for showing me around a little bit. Uh, In Southern Manhattan, Southern Manhattan, uh, it was great. Had a good time walking around and catching up. And uh, yeah, so thanks very much. Appreciate it. 
Our next voicemail is from Walrain, 1106. Hey, guys. It's uh, it's Walrain, 1106. Just giving you a call. Um, so- I've got about six and a half hours of work driving to do for various career and job fairs this week. So it um, was really nice to listen to the most recent episode and uh, just share some thoughts there. So regarding the PokePole, of you know what in-game holidays events would be really cool um i know some of the comments already have talked about christmas or you know just that winter theme in general um one thing i would i think would be super neat is you know kind of like you see the, the the team rocket hot air balloon maybe they they could run something where deli bird steps in as santa and the uh and the sleigh and you know reindeer maybe they they you know substitute that out for a pokemon too uh, the deli bird flies overhead periodically throughout the event, and, you know, you can click on the deli bird to catch it if you can catch it in time. Like, maybe it only happens a few times a day, and you have to be lucky, or, um, you know, you have to, you know, have the game open to be able to see it. Uh, but maybe that's got, like, a community day shiny ray to it, too. So Ooh. something fun like that. Uh, but I've also thought, like, you know, they could do that where it's, it's snowing, it's got a winter theme, um, you know, kind of like the Halloween event does. But... Maybe it's something to the effect of uh, Deli Bird throws out Christmas gifts. Um, so instead of just having the gifts when you spend the Poke Stops, maybe um, they, re- they they literally just have to do like a reskin where it's like red and white. Uh, but maybe those gifts can drop um, paid fo- pay to play items or not pay to play, but like uh, like super incubators or lucky eggs or star pieces, and you know just offer more of a a, a fun you know, set up in that regard. So uh, with that said, though, seeing how the box situation is currently, I doubt they'd ever <laughs> give us a star piece for free because they'll hardly <laughs> give me anything like that for 500 coins. Uh, but with that, I just want to thank Triptando for posting the differences in the Halloween boxes um, because the second you did that, I went and uh, might have scooped an ultra box or two for incubators for the event. And, uh, you know, where, where you guys are being humble about it, I will absolutely protest these pumpkin boxes uh you know these boxes are they, they, they're about as stinky as a rotten pumpkin so uh um, you know with that said appreciate y'all have a uh, have a wonderful day bye okay i gotta say first of all walrain thank you very much for uh leaving us a voicemail man were we being humble about it i thought we were pretty harsh about those boxes i certainly have not bought any by the way just want to say oh. I oh. definitely have not bought any boxes. The only thing I've spent any money on has been remote raid passes. So I have bought boxes because I needed incubators because I walked like 25 miles and I wasn't going to not hatch eggs during that time, unfortunately. <laughs> so I did I did bend the knee, so to speak, but that doesn't mean I was happy about it. <laughs> I suppose. One other thing, though, I do got to say is that uh, you are going to be getting a star piece for free. It's going to be in your research. <laughs> that was a little self-fulfilling prophecy. So thanks, oh thanks for the God. premium item. It's because you said something. <laughs> Otherwise, it wasn't going to happen. Well, Brian, I appreciate it. <laughs> but thanks again for the voicemail. Uh, we have one more voicemail. The last one, it's from Pen Pal Simon. Here you go. Hi, guys. This is Pen Pal Simon here. We recently exchanged some pleasantries on Twitter and agreed I could be your new fanboy. In way of introduction, I wanted to read you a piece of poetry I've just written. It's called An Ode to Pokemon Go. 
The glow from the phone screen illuminates my lifeless shell. Will I ever get to level 50? Only time will tell. I supplement my life with catching digital beasts, while on my bank account and mental health the demons at Niantic feast. Each day I must continue on the endless path. I just want a straight set of GBL while soaking in the bath. My side of the bed is cold and my wife lays alone because I'm away from home playing on my phone. I'm on that shiny grind, but mostly I get none, though. Combing through the city streets at night to try and find a hundo. Incense podcast read my letters out and made me really happy. My daughter's mother's like, what's happened to my baby's daddy? I'm fat and happy. Watching Zoe two dots. Never stopped to reminisce about the times I used to do lots. But my attention's fully focused on the quest to catch them all. Battling a gym, I was late to pick my daughter up from school. I get a sweeping feeling of endorphins when the shiny sparkle. Love it when a bad decision from Niantic causes great debacle. Forgot yes. the words to every song I ever heard, even my favourites. Because now I only listen to those pogo podcasts on my playlists. Props to all the trainers with a living decks. You caught them all. Pogo Milo, Casual Coops, and Ian Waterfall. Masterful 27, Cricket 23, Ken and Kyle on the podcasts. Mad shouts to DeFi Shout to Fish as well. They're bringing hell in PvP. Quick catching every little Pokemon I see. I love the Whale Lords. I've got both the homies on my friends list. And all the crew in Portsmouth I play Pogo all weekend with. Trainer club and trainer tips are on the grind. I know they live that, but I could eat my dinner off of Mystic 7 six-pack. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Pen pal Simon on Twitter. Look forward to getting some more followers because I only have four. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> Snaps. That was so good. You said poem and I heard slam poetry. I heard a beat in the background. Some of those, some of those uh, were really good for like what I would imagine like a great hip hop track would be like, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. I love it. Yep. I like how he did pair Ken and uh, Kyle together, though. So Adam, you and me, man, I guess we weren't good enough for the cut. Uh, No, but honestly, that was that was spectacular. Thank you. To be so, fair, so if it was if it was me and Adam on a podcast, nothing would ever get done. But it's you and you and Ken would exactly. That's what I'm saying. If but if it was me and Adam instead paired up, nothing would ever get done. <laughs> Maybe we should test that theory sometime. We'll do oh it, God. and then uh, Ken and I can just like watch. We'll just sit in the room muted, but we'll watch. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so so much for that voicemail that was spectacular and please dear listener if you're not listening please go be pen pal simon's fifth follower on twitter you have your marching orders go ahead uh, but i guess that's it for voicemails we have two emails uh the first one is a shorter one i'm going to take that one uh and this one is from pidgey grabba hello chris and kyle nope i read that wrong hello kyle and chris Pidgey Grabba here. On the last show, you touched on how elite raids stop raid activity for 24 hours. Oh, no. The EX invite system would Hello? send an invite out about seven days prior to the raid. From the time the invite went out to the completed EX raid, there would be no raid activity on that gym. Additionally, late in the system, trainers could send invites to local players who did not get invited to one EX raid. It counted as a friendship increase, too, and could boost those stalled friends. Best PG. 
So PG, thank you very much for sending this in. I am assuming that this is either a counterexample or just adding additional details what we were talking about. Because our main complaints, well, one of our main complaints was if all these elite raids are happening in every single EX gym, then it's going to block out these raids there for 24 hours, and that's a bad move. And PG is pointing out that when there were EX raids back in the day, we wouldn't see raid activity prior to that um, at all for seven days, which is longer. And I'm I I'm pretty sure that the elite raids happen um, with with more with more volume of gyms. Yes, it, might, the- it probably might either balance out for total downtime or might be worse. I'm not sure. Hard to say. Yeah. Well, so definitely true. And the EX sim was EX system was still very flawed oh yeah Yeah. but it wasn't all at once so unless you only had one ex gym with an ex raid happening that week you weren't shut out although that's right that could totally happen to people but we know niantic doesn't care about rural players like that so that's right also i believe that in order to get the ex raids to even happen you had to have enough like a qualifying amount of people raid at that gym in order for it to trigger or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, something right? like so, that. I don't remember the rules. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't be locked out of it if you didn't qualify for the EX rate at all. So if it was just, you know, two people in a local thing doing one star raids or whatever, don't think it would have mattered. Now, I will say one of the lost benefits is the second part of this email, which is late in the system trainers could send invites to local players who did not get invited to the EX raid. It counted as a friendship increase too and could boost those stalled <laughs> friends. This was one of the best ways to make sure that you came out on top of your close friends and then quickly deleted them from your friends list so you didn't have to deal with them anymore. I'm just kidding. It was a little bit toxic, but it was kind of nice to be able to, to make that happen. If you're one day away and someone's like, I'm going to wait until community day in six months to do this and you didn't want to wait, you could just send them this. EX invite and get your best friendship. No problem. <laughs> I think that's probably a problem in the eyes of Niantic, but absolutely. But, but I mean, so is buying event tickets that are on the wrong day that you were intending and then not being able to fix it. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem, but that's <laughs> their fault. I fix. think that's a bigger problem personally. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you very much PG for, for writing and adding some more detail and clarifying some of that stuff. That definitely is something that I completely forgot about. EX raids have been that far or that long removed. Yep. No. All right. Thank you very much for that email. Last emails from Matt. They said, my dudes, hope that subject line got your attention. More on that in a bit. It's The subject line was two out of three Galarian birds. Two out of three Galarian. Well, see, I'm missing some context here. Okay. Firstly, your podcast is awesome. I drive around the UK for work on a daily basis, and your podcast keeps me company more than you know. You have me laughing out loud in my car. A cheeky benefit to my job is that my sightseer and backpacker medals are adding up super quickly. Nice. Secondly, Kyle, I didn't know there was a man alive more cynical than I. (laughs) You are a pleasure to listen to, sir. If ever in the UK, hit me up and we'll complain about everyone and everything over a few ales. My first Sky Attack Hundo Moltres is my pride and joy. And as of this week, I have my shiny Gengar. Let's go. Nice. Agreed. Very nice. Chris, keep walking. 
I get such a huge buzz from hatching eggs. It's my favorite part of the game outside of community day, spotlight hour, etc. And I love hearing your passion for it too. Guess what? No shiny Noibat. Oh, no Noibat at all. How? They were so common. I feel bad. No, you. you were so lucky. I hatched so many Noibat, dude. You don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I haven't checked, but I think DeFi was posted her results of hatching a bunch of eggs. So we can go compare after this. See okay. how, how you did. Okay. So the birds. I've had two sightings, Moltres and Articuno. Caught them both first throw. What? Naturally, as they would flee if the first throw didn't stick. Moltres wasn't even a nice throw, and Articuno was only a nice throw. After having not used Daily Incense for a few weeks, both caught using a Golden Raz and cannot believe my luck. Does anyone have the full set yet? Well, I'm sure they do. I'm sure somebody does. I'm sure somebody somewhere does. They must be the type of person to not brag about it, though, I feel. It would have made its rounds on Twitter or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though. Like, were they critical catches? I don't. That's insane. That's nuts. Absolutely what nuts. Level were they? Oh, man. As much as my wife ridicules this 33-year-old child for still playing Pokemon, even though deep down she loves Gen 1, really, which, of course, alongside Gen 2 are the only we ever needed. That was a fighting word. <laughs> And every time I get back from a stroll, she'll say, catch any Gyarados today in the most sarcastic tone possible. Of course, I don't ruffle the hair on her sweet little head and bother to tell her how incredibly rare their spawns are. Joke's on you, Alice. <laughs> hey, it was it spawned in the wild for some event within the last three or four months. I don't remember what yeah. was happening, but yeah, it did. So I hope you got to say yes, at least one of those times. Shiny Vibes from Leicester, UK. Anyone listening from the area, hit me up on the local Discord, Hazelboy3. I've played solo for three years, and it'd be so cool to make some friends through the game now. Thanks for everything you guys bring to the awesome community. You really think you're getting an apology for this essay? Heck no, boys. Stay safe, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. First, I'm just, I want to linger on the fact of no noy bats at all just want to drive home how incredibly lucky chris was i want to linger on the fact that matt caught two of the galerian birds on his first ball to illustrate how lucky matt is <laughs> i mean well, well it, it can't be on the second ball so you know <laughs> uh-huh it was the last it, place they looked where are these people <laughs> <laughs> well no but you you can't catch them on the second ball. They always run away. Well, that's not true. They don't always run. I've seen instances in where they don't run. Okay, well, the instances of them not running are more rare than the instances of somebody catching them on the first ball. Yeah. Okay, I'll give that's you that. How, that's that's how uncommon that is. That's very fair. Yep. That said, man, I'd, I'd love to visit the UK. So it's a lot of a lot of people I'd, I'd love to see and hang out with. Yep. I love to hear people who are like, I can't believe how cynical you are. It's just someone tell my girlfriend that. And for also the record, I suppose there, we, we don't accept apologies for essays, just just long emails. So it's OK. We didn't expect an apology for the essay, <laughs> but we appreciate it nonetheless. We do require MLA formatting, though. 
That's so true. That's for this true. This one you're going to be getting a, a D minus. Honestly, if you did send send it in APA, I would have been okay with it. But Kyle's kind of a stickler, you know. So. <laughs> Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. If you would like to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can by sending one to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail and hear your lovely voice on the show, you can by sending it to 262-586-7717. Or if you are, you know, across the pond or just very far away from us and would rather not call on the phone, but would rather send us a recording, you can do what Matt did this week, which is email us a voice file. And that's quite all right. Most formats will work. I work in audio, so just send it over and I'll figure it out. It's okay. Follow us on Twitter, our only social media platform, quite honestly. Uh, we might have to reevaluate that. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see. Oh, man. Uh, Facebook is a no-go. Again, my goal is to delete it by the end of the year. You can help support the show monetarily via Patreon. See, I promised. Here's the information. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash go cast podcast. And you can pretty much pick the level of support you'd like to give on a monthly basis. Pretty much any amount. I think the minimum for a base tier is one, though. So we'll see. But shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Shout out to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, Mini, Sports, or Sui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Motters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, and Steven. And thank you very much for helping us keep the digital lights on. As an added note, Ryan, we are thinking of you. So, all right. And if you'd like to help support the show in a non-monetary way, or you'd like to additionally support the show after also going through Patreon, you can leave us a review on any platform that, you know, lets you leave a review. So things like uh, Spotify, or if you're using the app, you can leave a review there. I believe that um, Apple Podcasts, of course, has reviews. So Please, it would help us out a lot if you would not mind. Last things last, Mr. Kyle, we got to set some goals. And this window of goals does, of course, include Community Day Classic Dratini, baby. Mm-hmm. Also my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And not a whole lot else, actually. No, no, I mean, not, the, not, the, not too much. The next not day of much. Dia de Muertos, but... Yeah, it, but it. it's not going to be any different than what we're already seeing today. So, yep. yeah. So, what sort of goals are you setting? This will probably include our shiny counts, I'm assuming. Are you going to set one? Yeah. Uh, so, 20 shiny Dratini, 350k Stardust, Ooh. and a million experience. I'm trying to think if there's anything else like noteworthy going on. There's no new raid stuff. I mean,. Let's try for another shiny Giratino. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to go for another shiny Giratino. Okay. Sounds good to me. For myself, I want to catch 30 shiny Giratini, 1 million experience. And if I do get that, that'll put me within 3 million of level 50. Very excited. 500,000 Stardust and get older. That'll happen whether I like it or not. But, yep. <laughs> okay that's the end of the show we'll see you all next week thank you so much for listening all the way through and uh until then shiny vibes and good luck on dratini community day classic bye bye bye